Good worship. Praise the Lord. Man, praise the Lord. He's a chain breaker. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. What God has set free, I was free indeed. And he set us free to serve him. He set us free to live a life full and rich in him. And that's what we want to do. Amen? All right, if you have your Bibles this morning. I like it. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse, actually you're probably going to look at verse 3. Just one verse this morning. Thank you. Someone is excited that we're looking at one verse. There's 12 points in that one verse, by the way. Second Timothy chapter 3. We'll, we'll read verse 1. But know this, in the last days, perilous times will come. In verse 3, and it says, For men will be, in start of verse second, the second verse, For the, the men will be lovers of themselves. And it goes on in verse 3 to say they will be unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, and despisers of good. Now understand the context in which we're looking at this through, we're talking about the end of times because it starts in verse 3, and perilous times will come, all right? I talked about this last week. I'll tell you again. I don't know when the end of time is, but we're one day closer than we were yesterday, and I just know tomorrow will be one day closer, and that's just the way it works. So the most important thing that I think we look, there's two things that we draw from this. Number one, the things that I've read and the things I'm going to talk about are you seeing that happen today. We talked about eight of them last week, and you see those things happening today. We're going to talk about six of them, five, maybe six. I don't know. We'll just see where the Lord takes us again today about that, all right? And if, whenever I read these, I see that this is today. I see that these, all these things are happening. So is it set time that the, the Lord could come back? Yeah, I think so. But here's the thing. I don't really worry about that as much as I worry about being ready for that. Okay? Ready for that means that I know Jesus Christ as my Savior. And I don't want just me to be ready. I want all of us to be ready. I want all of your families to be ready in the name of Jesus. I want chains broken in people's lives. Not only come to know Jesus as your Savior, but live that life full and rich in Jesus Christ. So when I look at these things... And I, when we talk about some of these things this morning, that's why I go to Scripture and I, and I talk about what Scripture says what we are to be. Because if I just talk about the problem without talking about any type of solution, I don't think I've done you any good. So we can identify problems in our lives all day long. But if we don't do something about them, what good does it do to identify them? So when I look at these and talk about these, I'm going to talk about scriptures just like I did last week that show us how we should be. Now, the other thing that I see about this, the second thing before we get into each and every one of them, is this. I understand it again from the world to see this. We should be seeing it. They're lost. You know, how do they know better? But what grieves me is I see it in Christian people. And that's what grieves me. 
I see it inside the church. And I'm not just talking about just this one. I'm talking about the church at large. The body of Christ as a whole. And these things that we see in here, we shouldn't see in each other. We shouldn't. And that's why when we talk about the scripture, that we should rid ourselves of these things that I'm going to talk about today. We should have no part in any of these six. It shouldn't be any part of your life. Just like the, uh, the video last week, is your life marked with Jesus Christ? If it is, then these things got to flee from you. Amen? Yeah. And that's what we sing about. He's a chain breaker because he can. He can break every chain. And the first thing that we're going to look at is unloving. People are unloving. Man, I'll tell you this. People will kick you to the curb in a heartbeat. They will. They will. I know some of y'all are unlovable. But think about this. God sent his son. Why? Because he so loved the world. You see, God loves you so much that he sent his son for you that you may not only know him as a Savior, but live different. You see, as Christian people, we shouldn't be unlovable. Let me tell you, I understand when someone in the world kicks me to the curb. When they, when they don't like me, I understand that. When they don't love me, when they talk bad about me, whatever the case may be, I understand that. When it happens in here, that's when it should never happen. 1 Corinthians 16, 14 says this, Let all that you do be done in love. Romans 12, 9 and 10. I like the topic here, it says behave like a Christian. That's what it said in my Bible. Behave like a Christian. Hey, that's a good idea. Let's try that this week. I kind of like that. Behave like a Christian. Try that one. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. John 13, 35 says, By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You want to be known as a Christian? Love one another. Plain and simple. And all that that entails, all that that entails, Luke 6, 27 and 28 says this, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. You want to see love? That's love in action. You know, the, the world tells us something completely different about love. When they talk about love, that means uh, when they say, well, you, we're, we're here in love, I, the, 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 the marching groups, all them, oh, we, we're just here in love and unity. And immediately they go into division and hate. You see, it's a total different type of love. We're not talking about like worldly love. We're talking about godly love. Only godly love can say, hey, you know what? I, that's, that's, he's one of the child of the king. He messed up. It's okay. I love him. He's my, he's my brother. He's, she's my sister. That's the kind of love we're talking about. The kind of love that no matter what anyone does to you, you say, well, I still love them. I still love them. That sends you to your knees in prayer, praying for those who have come against you. Because what's our natural tendency? What's our natural tendency? We want to go right back at them, don't we? Someone wrongs you, man, you want to go right back at them. That's our natural tendency. You see, but God doesn't say that. See, our natural tendency would be go directly to him in prayer. 
and saying, you know, this person needs the Lord. This person needs Jesus Christ as their Savior. Lord, change them like you've changed me. Break those chains of bondage that they live in like you've broken the chains of bondage that I live in. You know, that's the kind of love we're talking about. Not worldly love. Because this, this world is, man, it'll kick you to the curb. It'll treat you bad. It'll beat you down and stomp on your neck. And enjoy it. It will. It happens. But see, we should be different. We should, when it says behave like a Christian, that's us. You see, they'll know you by your fruits. And one day you'll be judged by those both good and bad. So love one another. Man, I tell you this, think about it this way. If you thought you weren't going to be here tomorrow, who would you tell them you'd love them? Would you hold everybody a little tighter today? Your friends? Would you probably call them on the phone and talk to them today if you thought you weren't going to be here tomorrow? Think about that for just a minute. Would you hug their neck and tell them what they mean to you? Would you? I think you would. Absolutely, I think you would. Well, so why not do that? Why wait till the end of your days or the end of time? Why wait? Man, tell someone how you feel about them today. Hug their neck today. Don't wait till tomorrow. If you've been putting off that phone call because they live ways away, call them this afternoon and tell them how much you love them. Have you ever just picked up the phone and called somebody? Hey, I just want to tell you how much I love you. It's an amazing thing to get told that because I've had it happen to me. And also, I've done it. And it's an amazing thing. Just say, I love you. I didn't need anything. Give nothing else. I just want to tell you how much you mean to me. If I don't get to see you, you know, because I don't live around you, if I don't get to see you, hey, I just want to tell you how much you mean to me. Let's love like that. Let's do that. Let's behave as we should. Tell those around you that you love them. Show them that you love them. Because we don't know how long we have. The length of our days are in God's hands, not ours. Amen? And we know that fully well. So give them a hug. Love them. Tell them how much you love them. Be different from the world. You see, in the end of times, people are going to be unloving. We see that every day out on the streets. The next thing they're going to be is unforgiving. Whoo! Seems like today, one mistake and you're out. Think about that for just a minute. One mistake and you're done. One and done. Boy, I'm think, praise the Lord God didn't do that with me. Because I wouldn't be here today. I'd have been out of here. But boy, we get them down. We stomp our foot on their neck today. I'm going to tell you, this society is messed up. I think about this. People make mistakes in their 20s. <clears throat> I don't know about y'all. I made a couple. You know? I hope I learn from those and move on. I hope we all learn from those and move on. But it seems like today a fellow messes up, or a lady, I'm not saying fellow, that's generic, all right? And next thing you know, they're unhirable. Well, I can't hire them. They've done this. I can't do this. They've done that. 
what's, what's, what are you supposed to do for the rest of your life? You're in your 30s. You've messed up. You've made a mistake. You've paid for it. Are you not supposed to ever get to work again? How do you live? How do you think about that for a minute? What kind of pressure would you be under if that was you? One mistake. Oh, I'm done. I'm done with that person. I'm not, not, not going not gonna to deal with them again. You know, when I ran the business, we made mistakes. We fixed things. That's what we did for a living. Mainly car radios, but we fixed other stuff. We fixed things. You know, every now and then, we would fix something, and if you fix things for a living, you know this. Every now and then, we didn't get it right. And someone would come back to us with their unfixed radio. Now, I didn't want them to come back. They didn't want to come back, but it happens, right? You know, you're not going to fix it. I always tell them this. I, and I tell them, you know, some would come back mad, and they would chew me out, and I, I get that. They didn't want to come back. I'd tell them, hey, look, I, I, didn't, I didn't want you to come back to have, I didn't want you to come back here any more than you wanted to come back here. I would have liked to us, preferred for us to do this right the first time. But we did make a mistake. I always, I always told them, I said, hey, look, don't, don't measure me by that mistake. Measure me by how I fixed that mistake. That's what I always ask them to do. I said, because I'm going to make mistakes. That's what I ask you as a pastor. I'm going to make mistakes. Don't measure me by how, what mistakes I make. Measure me by how I try to make it right. And I think we could all do that for each other. You know, because we're all going to make a few mistakes. Let's don't be so unforgiving. You know, if someone apologizes, take that apology and move on. Take it and move on. Let's be forgiving people because Scripture says we should be. This world, there's no forgiveness. Man, they will put you down and they will keep you down. You see it left and right over and over and over again. Colossians 3.13 says, Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do you see as christian people it's scriptural to forgive one another for the mistakes we've made think about the lord's prayer what does it say forgive me of my trespasses what's the next line anybody know as i forgive those who trespass against me absolutely you see we want to be on the first end of that we want to be on the front end of that for we want to get that forgiveness but do we want to be on the back end of that I think sometimes we look a little worldly as the Christian body today. Because, you see, we want to get forgiveness. It's awesome. But we don't want to forgive those who trespass against us, by golly, because they wronged me. Well, how many times have you wronged God? Too numerous to count in my own life. Sad to say that, but true. And I got a feeling I'm not alone. But yet, Christ forgave me. You know, when I was in my early 20s, I can remember being at a revival and God was speaking into my heart. And I'm, I say this with all sadness. I said, not now, Lord. I say that with all sadness, okay? I'm just being honest as I can be with y'all. All right? He didn't stop there. He didn't stop there. He kept coming back. Now, I've thought a few times over the year, what if I'd have said, yes, Lord. As the songs say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. I wished I would have said that then. 
but God didn't kick me to the curb. He kept coming back, and he kept coming back and inviting me into a relationship with him. And there was one day where I said, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And I praise God that he put that Holy Spirit into me to say yes. Would I, would I wish I'd have said it earlier? Yes. So can I forgive people? Absolutely, because I think about how many times God has forgiven me. And that is ongoing. That is ongoing. Ephesians 4.32, it says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. That's three times in Scripture. There's more. There's more than that. That's three times in Scripture. You forgive as Christ forgiven you. Now, how has he forgiven you? As far as what? The east is from the west. He has cast your sin from you. The east is from the west. I got a feeling that we're forgiving people. We can still pick it up because it's within arm's reach. If it's as far as the east is from the west, we can't pick it back up, can we? But how many times do we pick it back up? Lord, I forgive them. Lord, I forgive them. And then pick it up, put it in our pocket and carry it out. Burden ourselves down with it. Lord, I forgive them. And that's what true forgiveness is. True forgiveness isn't going and tell someone that, that you've forgiven them. True forgiveness is in your own heart and in your own life. Because here's the thing. Forgiveness is for you. So, so you don't walk around bound up with all these feelings, this aggravation and frustration building up inside of you. Man, just let it go. Just like God does our, our, our faults. Just like God does our sin. Let it go. I tell you today, if you're bound up today, in this, if you're bound in unforgiveness today, let it go. Your life will be so much better in the name of Jesus. Let it go today. Whatever it is, that's, that, that chain that's holding you down, may it be broken today. Let it go today. You're going to feel so much better. You're not even going to think about it tomorrow or the next day or the next day. Let it go. Let it go. Walk in forgiveness that God has given us, that we may give it to others. Amen? Slanders. What do slanders do? They make false and damaging statements about someone. And I thought about that. Boy, there are slanders out there, left and right. I think about social media. Man, people are quick to get out there and slander. It's amazing some of the things that you can read. Just on Facebook. I don't do, what's the other ones? Twitter and uh Justin's always trying to get them to do. You young people know about that. Think about it. People will text you something they would never say to your face. It's true. They would never say that to your face. But they'll text it. And they'll text it to their friends. I got news for you. If it's on Facebook, there's about a 75% chance it's a lie. Okay? So take your face off of Facebook and put it in the book. For every minute you spend on Facebook, spend five in the Bible. Try that for a while and see how much time you spend on Facebook. Or those other forms of social media that I don't know nothing about. If it wasn't for my grandkids being down in Houston and seeing pictures all the time, I'd probably be off of it. Man, think before you put something out there. I tell you something, hey, think. It doesn't go away like that. 
Somebody's always taking a picture of it and using it against you later. Man, be kindly affectionate to one another in the name of Jesus. Forgive them, you know, forgive them. If you have aught against your brother or sister, where are you supposed to go? Directly to that person. You see, but we don't like to do that because it, it, there, there might be a little bit of confrontation there. But I don't care if we like doing it or not. It's what Scripture says do. Amen? And aren't we here to live Scripture? Amen? Absolutely we are. James 3.9 says this, With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the, in the image of God. What are we talking about? We're talking about our tongues. Got a whole chapter about it. In James chapter 3, talks about it on and on. Can set a forest fire. Man, you can ruin someone's reputation that they've been working their whole life for. You can ruin it in five minutes with a lie. That's just a fact. What do they say? A lie will get around the world before your feet hit the floor when you're getting up in the morning. That's how fast it'll spread. Absolutely. Charlie Cotton Gang used to say, hey, if there's a rumor out there, put a control number on it. That control number goes back to that person, find that person, and go talk to them. I said, that's pretty good, Charlie. He never listened to that. Raymond and them did in, in Awana, Raymond and Tammy in Awana class, uh, what'd you call it, Raymond, telephone? Would y'all have seven or eight kids? Yeah, eight kids. So y'all all done this. They, they tell them one, something in the, in the front, and it gets around to the eighth person, and it's nothing what they said. And that's people, that's eight people in the same room. That's eight people in the same room telling it directly from one to the next one to the next one to the next one to the next one. Eight people in the same room, and it can't get there the same. So you think when you're slandering someone and you're listening to gossip and you're being a part of that? Man, Christians have no part of that in their life. Proverbs 18, 13 says this, Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. And who in here wants to be shameful and foolish? Not one of us today. Kids, this is a big deal in your school. I know it is. I know it is. But here's the thing. You use the whole counsel of God. I want to counsel you on that. You use the whole counsel of God. All right? Don't be involved in that in your life. Never get started. Start good habits early. Don't be a part of that. If somebody starts knocking somebody around you, you tell them, hey, wait a minute, I, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to talk bad about people. Because you never know when you leave, who might they talk bad about? You. Learn that lesson early. So you don't do it. To them, what does it say in Scripture? Treat people like you like to be treated. Treat them as God would treat them. And when they start gossiping around you, tell them, I don't, I don't have part of that. Not going to be a part of that. Adults, the same thing. Just get away from it. Don't be a part of it. Proverbs 11.9 says this, The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge the righteous will be delivered. How are we righteous? There is no, not one righteous except through Jesus Christ. And following what he has for us. That's how we're righteous today. And no other way are we righteous except through that. 
Man, let's be the type of people that God has planned for us to be. All right? Man, don't be slandered. Don't be a part of this world. I mean, that it's, it's bad out there. People are knocking people for no reason. You know, they got a whole movement that's resist. They're not for anything. They're not for anything. They're against everything. I swear President Trump said, I'm going to give every person a million dollars. They'd be out there protesting. What do you, why, they would be because they were resisting everything. They have no productivity. I'm not, I'm not taking up for him or getting on his side or anything like that. I'm just telling you that's just out there. They are against everything. And they will slander anyone to get there. Well, be a Christian person today. They'll slander you in a heartbeat. You don't even deserve a seat at the table anymore. And if you know how that feels when someone talks bad about you, why would you ever want to do it to them? That's the reality of it. Don't ever be a part of that. Without self-control is the next one we're going to talk about. Verse 25, or chapter 25 of Proverbs, verse 28 says, Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Proverbs 29.11 says this, A fool vents all of his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Think about that for just a minute. A fool vents all of his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. That's a good word right there. Man, self-control should be part of your life. If you look at the world today, do we, we see a lack of self-control? Absolutely. Look at the road rage. Man, I mean, it's, it's, it's gone a little deeper. I mean, people are pulling over and getting in fights. It's crazy. I mean, they got free speech at Berkeley. They come out and protest. They bust windows down, beat people up over free speech because it's something they don't want to hear. Well, let me tell you, free speech, you might not like everything you hear. They probably wouldn't like hearing this. But I got the right to say it. Amen? It is bad out there. A fool vents all of his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Sherry, when she, she worked for Southwestern Bell years ago, before she went to work at the school district, and uh, they moved her job from downtown to out by Northeast Mall, and then they moved it to Dallas. And uh, it was during the divestiture uh, when they split AT&T up, the government did, and Southwestern Bell when they split it up. And uh, so when she went to Dallas, you know, it just wasn't any good for us. You know, she ended up quitting. Uh, she was fixing to quit, and uh, she had her letter all written. She never turned her letter in, but she, she wrote it. You see, she kept it to herself. I didn't even ever read her letter. I knew she wrote it. That was all I knew. She wrote the letter. She got it off her chest. She kept it to herself. She felt better. Had no need to turn it in. That's a good example right there, people. If you really, if you need that, write down what you're feeling. It's okay. And get it up and throw it away. You know, man, don't let it get out there. Have self-control. Think before you act. 
A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. The next one is brutal, or another word they use is fierce. Man, the streets of our cities, or our largest cities, are fierce today. You, you know this? In Chicago, they have 405 homicides this year. No, 504. Last year was 751. 751, do you know that's two a day? Think about that. That's almost two a day. Two homicides a day on the streets of the cities in America. Is that not crazy? There's other cities almost just as bad. Let me tell you, it is brutal out there. And that's just one way. Can you imagine just walking down the street? Two homicides a day. Makes you grateful for where you live, doesn't it? You know? Makes you grateful for where you live. But I think about that. You don't think we're living in perilous times when you can't even walk down the street of a city? Two people a day now. That's a bunch. That's a whole lot of people, if you think about it. Never has it been higher since the, it was in the 70s one year it was higher. Had more people, but percentage-wise, it's actually higher today because there was more people in the city then. Percentagely speaking, it's higher. But there was one, I think it's 1974, was the only year higher in number. And you could go and look these up in every city. And you see the same thing over and over and over again. Let me tell you, it is brutal out there. And it is fierce out there. That's why people need the Lord. That's why people need the Lord. We need a heart change, people. We need a heart change. That's the only thing that's going to change this deal. To know Jesus. To know Jesus. What the world needs today is Jesus. To change the heart of man. And it should start with us as Christians to have a soft heart, to have a humble attitude, and not look down on things, but look and see what God sees in people. Look for the good in someone. You know, if we valued life a little more, I don't think we'd be killing two people a day in Chicago, but we don't value that because we see no good in it. You see, God sees the good in you. God sees the best in you. And that's how we should look at people. Because I know this, whenever I see that, uh, I, I think I've told this story. That guy got, he was in, what was it, Brookshire's Den or was it before that? Winn-Dixie. When the store is Winn-Dixie, guy comes running across, uh, well, the van drives across my front yard, and he jumps out and makes it to the door. He's coming into my house. And he had run out of Winn-Dixie because he'd stolen something. And uh, I jumped up, shut the door, and locked it real quick. We called the cops. Of course, it, they, were already, they were already on him, and uh, it's sad. It, it's a sad story because when the cops get there, they handcuff him. He's laying on my porch. When I open my screen door, I hit him. You know, here's this young guy. It's Christmas time. You know, I don't know if he's on drugs. I don't know what his issue was, but I thought two things. I, I really did. I thought, man, this kid needs Jesus. I felt bad for him at that time. You know, I didn't want to kick him to the curb. I don't know what he was going through. Like I said, maybe he's on drugs. Maybe it was the pressure of Christmas. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on people to buy things for their kids. A lot of people feel that way. I, I don't feel that way at all. The Lord has provided for us tremendously. My kids got everything they want. They really don't need anything from us, you know. But I saw this kid laying on my front porch, you know, handcuffed, laying on the porch. 
you know. And I told him, I said, man, you, you need Jesus. You know, this has been 15, 16 years ago, you know. I was quicker than I got up off the couch, shut the door. Nowadays, I just had to duck, you know. I couldn't, <laughs> I'd be in trouble now. They did that now. I just had to duck and hide, tell Sherry, you're on your own, <laughs> you know. I was younger than I was quicker, got off the couch, got the door shut and locked. But I felt for this kid so bad. I felt for him so bad because I knew that Jesus could change his life. And here he was laying on my front porch handcuffed. Don't know what he's going through. It was brutal for him. It was brutal for him. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop at those four today because we're going to go take a look at all these that we're going to go through. But that's just some of the things. That was four things today, okay? That was four things today that we talked about that I see in this world today. And I see the perilous times that we're in. It, it gives me a sense of urgency for people to know the Lord. That's, that's what it should do for us, is heighten that awareness a little bit. And man, people need the Lord. You know, that song is so true. People need the Lord. At the end of broken dreams, man, people need the Lord. And we know this, we have the answer today, and that answer is Jesus Christ. Let's go out there, let's be loving rather than unloving. Let's be forgiven, forgiving rather than unforgiving, all right? Let's be uplifters. Let's be encouragers rather than slanderers. Let's do those things. Let's have self-control in our life. What I'm asking you to do, real simple, is this. Because Jesus saved you with a purpose is be different than what the world is like. Be different than what the world is like. And do it in the name of Jesus. Amen? Let's pray.